All right, welcome back to Talking the Talk with the Great Southern Brain Fart. On March 29th and 30th, Brad Lee Entertainment presents the first of what I can only hope will be an annual Rocklanta Festival here in Atlanta, Georgia at Center Stage Theater. Rocklanta will feature such glam, hard rock, and sleaze bands such as XYZ, Lillian Axe, Dangerous Toys, Warrant, and Tora Tora, just to name a few. I've had the pleasure of speaking with a few of the bands that will be breaking ground at this festival, but this time around, I'm talking to the man behind the curtain, the Oz of this whole thing, Mr. Brad Lee. So, Brad, welcome to Talking the Talk, man. How you doing tonight? Thank you, brother. How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it, Bob. Man, I am super psyched to talk to you because I feel like you know, we have had this relationship going back and forth between Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Isn't that isn't that where all relationships exist? Facebook <laughs> Messenger. I mean, I like that's you know that's that's the that's the call to all of it. Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, for better or worse, man. You know, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, but no, it was so funny. I have to say, um, you know, I'm, I don't know if you're aware, but you know, Atlanta is what is is pretty much the home to another uh, music festival that takes place over the course of three or four days at center stage called Prague power. And, uh, yeah, well aware. Yeah. yeah. And I can't tell you how many times that I said, damn, it would be cool if somebody did some kind of festival with like bands that didn't play a hundred mile an hour guitar solos and you know, whatever, you know, and, like bands from my past that I liked. So, uh, when I got wind of rock Lana, I was super surprised and super excited. So why Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm an East Coast guy. For those people that don't know, I live in Vegas now, but, um, you know, I've only been in Vegas about two years. Uh, I've lived in Baltimore my whole life. And, um, oh, okay. I, I really kind of cut my teeth in the Baltimore area and in, in Baltimore, Maryland, and, um, you know, really, really kind of sunk into that music scene there. Uh, you know, when, when Rockland first, from, from its, you know, from its conception, um, I guess it kind of started about a year and a half ago, really. Um, you know, it, just being out, being out with the KV guys, the Kicking Valentina guys there, and we're gonna, uh, I used to go on the road with them a little bit, and you know, we always kind of talked about that. And uh, mm-hmm. we were sitting at the drummer Jimmy's Jimmy's mom's house. Um, we were in Indiana at his mom's house, uh, visiting, uh, doing a layover on part of the run, and uh, we got to discussing things. And Heber and I um, were kind of keen on an idea of doing a sleeve fest, like a two day sleeve fest. Um, and uh, you know, we were thinking about Atlanta because uh, you know. They've had they've had a, a small festival there before. The Farm Rock Festival came through Atlanta. Yes, and, um, Farm Rock Farm Rock had other you know other territories where they also did Farm Rock, and the Atlanta territory was the best selling show for that Farm Rock uh, festival. Mm-hmm. So you know I was like, well, you know I know the numbers are there, you know because obviously you know he did numbers there, so if we bring something like it, then you know obviously we'll do the same kind of numbers because we have the same kind of you know ethics that that he presented. Uh, so, so that's part of the reason. Uh, another part of the reason is, uh, you know, Keith Valentino is on the bill, and with them being in Atlanta, um, you know, we got a lot of good feedback from those guys as far as, you know, how the whole scene is there in Atlanta, you know, and, and you know, how people support live music and that kind of thing. And, you know, I know that it's just like any other town where it can be hot or cold, um, but, you know, we wanted to break out of the Baltimore market um, and, and try some other markets. And we're moving out west, of course, we're going to try the, the western territories as well in the near future. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta was, was the first choice. It was, it was either going to be Atlanta or Nashville, to be honest. 
and uh, we just we chose Atlanta. Um, the Tribal One Entertainment is paired up with me. If you look, um, you know, in the fine print where the promoters' lines are on their on the flyer. <laughs> you know, oh like, yeah, the big print like the headliner. But yeah, the, the little small fine print. Um, it says Bradley Entertainment slash Tribal One Entertainment. Right. Um, Tribal One is actually they they are from Atlanta as well. Yes, I'm so, familiar uh, with them. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good people, and uh, you know, thank thank you to them for agreeing to uh, number one partner up with Bradley Entertainment, and number two for for bringing this event to Atlanta. You know, I would like to take the credit for it, but it really was a team effort and a, a collaborative effort to to decide on Atlanta. I feel like I've had those like. Yeah, that Wayne and Garth moment, you know, like in Wayne's world where I'm like, I'm like, build the festival and they will come. And of course, I'm thinking all like, dude, I've written out all the bands I want to show up. And then I'm looking at the list and I'm going, OK, like now what do I do? OK, fuck it. it ain't going to happen. You know, what I mean? so, uh. so 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 for for people who don't know, and especially me, like what is I guess the Reader's Digest version of the undertaking that goes through this process of putting this together. Like, how do you get the oh, bands? Man, I, don't and- know, I don't know if there is a Reader's Digest version, to be honest with you. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like it's like more like the King James version or something. Right? <laughs> but uh, but it's, um, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously first, you know, you have to, you have to be a student of what's going on in your surroundings. You know what I mean? You have right. to, uh, you have to, number one, you ha- in order to be, I- I'm going to give you the promoter's version, okay, because I can't speak for everybody else, but from a promoter's standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you have to visit other festivals. You have to, you know, go to shows that maybe you don't want to go to, but you need to go check out. Like, I even go to other genres. I'll go to country festivals or I'll go to, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, because I want to see what people are clinging to. You know what I mean? I have to, I have to be able to see it in real life in order to be able to have the vision to put something on. So I'll go out to these festivals and I'll kind of search out and see what's hot, what people are doing, and you know what the demographic kind of calls for. And then I'll search out a market and I'll, I'll look at different markets and I'll say, mm-hmm. okay, well, this market had this fest, this fest, and this fest. The cruise goes out of this market over here in Florida. Uh, we got the Hair Nation Festival that used to go on over here, and the Cat House Fest, and all that kind of stuff that used to go on in LA. LA has a history because of the strip and all that kind of stuff. Right. Where, you know, most of this genre originated. But then we got the East Coast, so we got New York, we got the Sleaze Metal movement over there. Uh, we got M3, of course. Uh, we got Sleazy Slimy Sunday that we've done in the past. So, you know, I take all that in consideration when, when we're deciding where to have it. So, number one is locale. You have to you have to pick your location where you're going to have it. Okay. Um, and it, it's seeking out a, a, the right spot. You know, you have to have a, a good enough venue to where you have the capacity that you want. And choosing the capacity uh, ultimately determines, um, you know, what type of bands and how many bands and how many days. And so it's, it's a process. You have to prioritize everything and put it in order of, okay, I've got my venue, okay, now, once I got the venue, okay, now how are we going to fill it? You know, say you go to 2,000 capacity venue or you go to 5,000. Your your entertainers have to be able to support that amount of people. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have an empty venue. Right. So, um, and then, you know, the amount that you budget for the venue and, and for the for the for the festival itself, like in, in all, like with artists and everything, everything that goes into your budget, you have to make sure that, you know, you price the ticket prices accordingly, mm-hmm. but you also have to keep in mind that you don't price yourself out. 
if that makes any sense. Well, that's the other thing, you too, know? yeah, because I realized that, because, you know, with festivals, like, you know, because one of the things I noticed was that, like, when I saw the, the, the ticket prices, my first thought was, like, wow, oh, that's, that's, you know, pretty much prog power price you know what i mean like it's like you gotta have the bands that are gonna pull the people and then you gotta pay the bands you know what i mean and then and then everything else that goes along with it you know it's not just like i'm gonna put on a festival i'm gonna build a stage in a field you know what i mean like, yeah dude it's like you know people people look at it from a promoter's standpoint they're like oh yeah he's a promoter all he does is like share stuff on social media you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like I just hit the share buttons all day and that's all I do. And that, now I'm a promoter because I hit the share button. And like, you know, it's just so many, so many working pieces that go into it. Uh, if you want to do it the right way. I mean, we've all been to those festivals where they didn't go as planned and, you know, bands didn't get paid or, you know, the festival didn't happen or people show up. And I mean, take Firefest, for example. I mean, everybody's talking about Firefest. I use Firefest, for example. I mean, people show up and they're supposed to have this very many lines and they open up to go and a fucking cheese sandwich. <laughs> How pissed would you be? And you're, like, you're in some foreign land, you know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, come on, man. Like, in what world was that going to work? But, you know, you have to you have to be able to have the vision to set forth what you put out to do. And if you don't think that you can pull it off, then you shouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? Maybe you need to, maybe you need to try something on a smaller scale and kind of get your feet wet and then build from there. So, you know, nobody builds a house and, you know, paints the walls before they built their foundation. You know what I mean? Oh, like, you yeah. Don't yeah. decorating before you fucking have your house built. So, you know, you have to put down that foundation and, and start with a small festival and then and then build from there. And that's what we've done. You know, we've, we've been doing this Sleazy Finding Sunday thing on, on the back end of M3 for the past, you know, three years. And, you know, that was that was kind of our start on, you know, getting our feet wet on a on a on a major level, I wouldn't say major because one say Sweezy was major, but you know, and getting getting in the national spotlight is kind of where we got our feet. We kind of got our feet wet and got to learn some things and right. be able to make some mistakes that go unnoticed. You know what I mean? That's important too. You know what I mean? It's like when you first get your driver's license. You know what I mean? The best advice I can give you for for being a new driver: just go out there and hit something and get it over with. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. It's the same, same kind of thing with, with putting on these sets, you know what I mean? Make your mistakes, but make them early and make them, make them few. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got wind of this festival almost a year ago, I feel like, you know? And like, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, because it was announced a good while ago, you know, which I, th- which I thought first off was great because, you know, you know, again, you know, festivals, you know, things like Prague Power, they do that where they release the lineup like almost a year in advance, you know, so that you can be like, oh, shit, I'm going to that and make your plans, you know. But I also noticed that in the lineup, there were a a few lineup changes. Um, At one point, Junkyard was on the bill and then they were not because there was some sort of like conflicting obligation or whatever. So when something like that happens, because you've done this before, is it just one of those things where you're like, okay, I know how to handle this. It sucks, but you know what? Got to go to got to go with band B or C. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that, that you come to you come to learn how to work around it, like anything else. You know what I mean? It's, you hope it doesn't happen. Number one, you know what I mean? You you hope that when you release something, it'll stay the way it is because you know a lot goes into that with graphics and you know and and design and you know marketing and all that kind of stuff. And then you know you also once you put it out on social media, okay, you can delete the post, but if somebody screenshot it or shared it out, it's out there. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do to retract it. 
So the last thing you want to do is confuse people and have a hundred different posters floating around, you know what I mean, with different bands on it. So ultimately, you would hope that your first choices remain on, but things do happen, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, some bands break up before before the festival actually happens, and then you know, there's other bands that have, you know, scheduling conflict to where they can't make it, or, you know, they forgot they had a blackout date on that date because they had something important to do in their personal lives or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But there's different circumstances, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, it's it's never to to deceive anyone you know what i mean and we don't we don't we're not those promoters that you know put out a, a lineup and then you know i've seen one the other day believe it or not it was a southern rock fest um and it you know it said appearing and it says in bold letters leonard skinner kid rock molly hatchet like somebody else right right but in small print below that it said tributes to the stars so how deceiving is that dude like you know you're in a bold print who their who their tribute is but you don't bold print that their tribute acts you know what i mean like that's like okay that that's deceiving that's intent to deceive right there oh yeah that's that's the kind of shit where you like show up to see you know fucking scattered and it's like a bunch of dudes from like stockbridge georgia like that's ridiculous man it's like the scooby-doo fest (laughs) (laughs) they pull their mask on and see who they really are like are you kidding me like holy shit jinkies like jesus christ of course, I've seen a lot of you know festival rosters and stuff, and believe it or not, this is actually one of the first festivals that I'm actually going to be like covering because it's actually in my hometown, you know, and so like right. it's super fun. But you know, one of the things I re- I was doing was I was looking at the roster and I was thinking to myself like, okay, so like on Friday, you know, we have Firehouse, Hardcore Superstar, which is you know, which is going to be a big deal to a lot of folks because they don't get over here yeah. much, you know. And then you got right. XYZ, Babylon Shakes, Atlas One. And then Saturday night, you got Warrant, Dangerous Toys, Taiketo. Well, Atlas, Atlas Eye is no longer, Atlas Eye is no longer on the oh, bill. Oh, they, oh, they are, uh, they, yeah. got, they, they got replaced by ODD, I think, right? Right, by ODD. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 And so, but then you got Warrant, Dangerous Toys, Taiketo, Kicking Valentino, Lillian Axe, Tortora, Roxy Blue, Eastside Gamblers, and Denman. So, yeah. were there bands that you approached that you were like, I want you on this bill? And they were like, nah, can't do it. Like, nah, you know, no, there wasn't. I, I honestly, I honestly have never, well, I won't say never because there was one with um, this guy. You may be familiar with him. I don't know. I'm gonna throw the name out there. Sebastian Bach. You familiar with him? No. By the way, by the way, if Chris Taylor's listening to this, he knows what we're talking about. <laughs> so, so there, uh, there, there was an instance where we, where we reached out, and it wasn't that they were like nah and like turned it down. But there's there's been times where you know booking agents just don't get back to you in a timely fashion, man, and you just gotta move on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. So there, there's instances like that, but majority of the time, I would say probably 90 to 95% of the time, probably closer to 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we reach out to artists, they're overly joyed that, that, you know, we've asked them to be a part of one of one of the events that we're planning. So yeah. we, I don't say that to be cocky or brash, and I, I damn sure don't take it lightly. You know what I mean? It's an honor that, you know, the reputation is there that, you know, when, when I reach out to people, I reach out to a booking agent, they're like, yeah, like, who do you need? What, who are you interested in? Yeah, what do we got to do to make this deal work? You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, kudos to everyone that, that has been working on this fest, from mm-hmm. the booking agents to the artists. I mean, it's, it's just, 
it, there's been some hiccups. Don't get me wrong. There's contractual things that, you know, sometimes get overlooked or what have you that, you know, mm-hmm. need to be worked out and things like that. But all in all, I would say it's been a positive experience. And, you know, it's, it, it really is, it really does give me faith that, you know, we're on the right track to, to bring the scene back to where it needs to be. Well, so, so we don't have any dealers on this fest. Yeah, because <laughs> you know it's so funny because you know uh, you know so I'm 45 and so when I grew yeah you know, I grew up in the Atlanta you know metal scene like in the 90s like you know when I was in high school like I remember. I mean, this this was like a sleaze rock town, pretty much. You know, I mean, even though there was a lot of metal bands, I mean, you had bands like Smartass, and you had bands like uh, um, like Panda, and you had bands like Problem Child, and you, you know, I mean, they were just like tons of them. You know, that was just, you know, that that it was such a cool town for that. And so with Kick and Valentina, especially now that I like them. Um, <laughs> because, because they got a new singer, so I can say that because it's my show. But anyway, but but anyway, but you know, like, but like, Kick and Valentina is a good example of like how I look at that and I go, "Wow, that's like, that's a resurgence." You know what I mean? Like, that's that that's that's a, a kind of resurgence that I would hope that somewhere along the line somebody would out some other maybe even younger kids would pick up on some shit like you know like go buy a babylon ad album or go buy us the slick toxic album or go buy yeah dude, you because know. you know history repeats itself right you know what i mean that's how it's supposed to be you know and, and good music you know should repeat itself i mean it, there's a difference between going to target and buying a led zeppelin t-shirt and and being like okay i'm cool i got a led zeppelin t-shirt and actually going into a record store and buying, like, Led Zeppelin vinyl. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's, right. It's two totally different things. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a part of the culture. Actually be a student of it and actually enjoy it because that's that's the derivative from where a lot of this has come from. A lot of these newer bands, like, everybody emulates somebody. You know what I mean? There's, there's only but so many notes you can change in a song. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so everything's going to be based off of a guitar starts playing and comes up with something brand new that nobody's ever heard before and, like, it it doesn't derive from anything. You know, everything starts somewhere. Right. So. And it's so funny because I have seen every one of these bands that are on this bill except for seven of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's except like, for seven of them. <laughs> which is hilarious because like, like you know, when I'm looking at the... That's half, dude. You're batting 500, dude. That's good. Seriously, man, I mean, matter of fact, there was a legendary show that actually occurred at Center Stage that people to this day still talk about. It was Dangerous Toys and um, and Junkyard that played wow. in that same room. And when I was talking to Jason Master about that show, he was like, nah, man, I thought that was the Cotton Club. And I was like, no, man, it was center stage because it's like legendary. Everyone talks about it. And I was, Like, you'll be someplace and you'll hear someone say Dangerous Toys and you'll say, hey, were you at the at the center stage show and they'll say fuck yeah and then you'll talk about it he goes okay well then we'll go with that one then that's much cooler than the one you know like he, you know, he didn't even realize, realize like what what like a legendary show that was in this town for so many years you know and um oh man now now i feel like we gotta outdo that you know what i mean now i feel like it's like Man, remember that Rock Atlanta show? Were you at that? Fuck yeah, that was an awesome show. Like I, now, I feel like you know. Now we need to become the new urban legend. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's the thing. The high, sir. My buddy James was reading the the list for Saturday, and he was like, "Warren, Dangerous Toys, Lillian Axe, Tortora, Roxy Blue." He goes, "He goes, why don't they just call this Don Fest?" 
<laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like all these bands that I just love, you know, that I you know I'm so looking forward to seeing again. Well, we we have released your we have released your dress code. You are not allowed to wear sweatpants that day. Uh, so you must wear you must wear jeans, man. Mister Burgundy, you have a humongous erection. We do not need that. Yeah, so, so you, uh, <laughs> as long as long as y'all are okay with uh, relaxed fit jeans, because you know I am forty five. So you know. <laughs> Don't come in there with no skinny jeans, man. I'll clown the shit out of you. No, man. I'm, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those dudes that still tries to pull off the shit he could pull off when he was like, you know, 19. You know, like, right, like, right. you know, I, I still wear band shirts and jeans, but. I wear forty-five-year-old band shirts and jeans, like so. Like I'm right. like man double jeans, right. double XL shirts and like uh, relaxed fit jeans. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that's good. Yeah. So as long as that, as long as that is is appropriate dress code, I will be present. <laughs> You're good, sir. You're good. <laughs> well, so I also have to ask, um, uh, just a couple more questions. Um, is there um, cuz i mean i know these things get planned out so far in advance is there is there plans to maybe do another rocklana like and or is that kind of like riding on how this one goes first yeah it's kind of like you know with the with the first year um you know being the first first event um mm-hmm. you know obviously there hasn't been a rocklana prior um you know it's kind of a failure to see how it goes um but i imagine there will be talk to do another one um, you know, I'm not, there hasn't been any as of yet because obviously we have to get through the first one before we can, you know, kind of make that decision. Um, exactly. you know, in, in the, in the early planning stages, I mean, it was discussed to maybe make this annual event, but it, it really all is dependent upon how the first one goes, man. You know, if, if the first one doesn't go so hot, then obviously, you know, then, you know, maybe there's another fest, but it'd be in another market or something like that. But anybody, you know, that, that is, uh, it's going to be reading this or listening to it from from the Atlanta area, man. It's up to you guys to make it an annual event. You know what I mean? If people come out and support it, then we'll keep bringing it back. You know what I mean? That's, that's just really what it boils down to. It really boils down to what people are going to support. You know, we don't want to do any anything or anyone in injustice, including ourselves. It's really up to the supporters to do their job as well. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of four fashions. You know, you got the venue owner, you got the promoter, you got the artist, and then you got, you know, you got your fans. You know, if all four people carry the ball, if all four do their job, then the show goes over without a hitch and it's success for everybody. I love the fact that you're realistically optimistic, you know what I mean? Which is like a refreshing thing because I think some people, kind of like what you said earlier, that some people, especially promoters or people who are putting on some sort of show, can kind of jump themselves a little and and be like, oh, it's going to be huge and da-da-da-da-da. And that, you know what I mean? And then disappoint themselves. Whereas, like, you know, you you seem to have the target. Like, there's so many f- working parts to this. It's So it's like, if you really, you know, if you really want to see Tor Tor like me, and you haven't seen them since 1992, like me, <laughs> you know, like, if you want that kind of thing to come back, you go see Tora Tora when they come. And because with, from a promoter standpoint, I'm going to tell you, if, if people don't come out and promote it, I mean, if people don't come out and support it, once it's promoted, like, it's not going to be promoted anymore. Like, people are going to stop, promoters are going to stop bringing them to your town. They're going to say, no, you know, I lost my ass last time they came to town. Nobody showed up. 
where you go, oh, yeah, oh, so, um, no. no, poor baby. <laughs> but you know what? Though? But this is also where it's also on the promoter, though, because you know I'm not going to name any names here, but there, but there's oh, there, there's a promoter that I know of who puts on shows. And his idea of promoting it is like printing up postcards and putting them in, in them in music stores or whatever, and then creating a Facebook event page and saying, come out to the show. Like, yeah, no, man. Like, I promote my own band's single gigs more than that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, that, mean is, that is part of it. That is part of it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do that. You have to, you know, put postcards out and make sure you – you hit hands with them and introduce yourself and say, hey, you got this great event coming. You know, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, you listen to metal? Great. We have a, a metal show coming. You have to get on, you know, and thankfully for guys like you, press guys, you have to get on press, you have to get on media outlets. Mm-hmm. You have to do the whole nine yards. I mean, it's great to go into record stores and put flyers out and, you know, to, to be, to be you know, boisterous on social media and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's so many other ways that you have to do it. You have to promote it. I mean, you have to really, really cover all things. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm the best promoter out there, that I do 100% of everything, and I, you know, exhaust all possibility. Because, you know, I mean, like anything else, life gets in the way sometimes. You know, but you just put your best foot forward and make sure that you, at the end of the day, you can sleep well saying, okay, did I, did I put my best effort out there? Yeah, I did. Okay. That's what you've been excellent at with this, I have to say, is that, you know, there's this happy medium of promoting and not driving it down people's throats, but also not just throwing it up and saying, if you're a fan, you need to come out and support it. And if you don't come out and support it, we're not going to do it anymore. Such a blanket statement, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to give you got to give people some details. You know what I mean? Like, like okay, you said I need to buy this car, but why do I need to buy it? Well, it's got you know eight hundred horsepower, zero to sixty in fucking you know point three seconds or whatever, which will be insane, by the way. But you know what I mean? But it's but, definitely you know, not a Prius, you man. You probably not, dude. Not my driveway. But, uh, <laughs> But it, it's just you know you ha- you have to you have to you have to lead them the water and sometimes you even have to drink it for them. I mean it just it just is what it is, man. Like I'll I'll, I'll do a Facebook live, I'll do you know post in the Saints and Sinners group, I'll post on my own, I'll post on Bradley Entertainment page, I'll I'll share it out, I'll get other promoters to share it out, Scully down in Atlanta will share it out. If I can if I just put forth like what my best quality is. I'm very approachable. Mm-hmm. Like for 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 the for just a general public, it's just okay. Let's say it's a husband and wife team that bust their ass, and they're like, okay, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go to the first show I've been to in ages, all right. And then they hit my page and ask a question, and I get back to them in like five minutes, and I actually talk to them and make them feel good about the ticket they bought. Like that, you don't know how far that goes. That goes so far, dude. So from a from a band standpoint. If you interact with your fans and make them feel important, you know, like not not every some fans are just gonna annoy the shit out of you, man. And like I have people that you know message me like crazy, like every five minutes or like like I said, I'm on the West Coast, so they think because they're up at eight o'clock, I'm up at five o'clock, which I normally am. I, I'm up at four because I, I drive a liquor truck during the day. Uh-huh. You know, God knows how long or whatever. I have a day job too. Yeah, but it's like. 
my phone blows up like 24 hours a day and people think that they can just do it. You know what I mean? Which is fine. You know, it's, it's what I signed up for, right? I can't bitch about it. You know what I mean? Right, right, but, right. But, you know, you just, you make people feel like they're a part of something and make them, pull them in and make them feel close to you. And, you know, if it means that you got to answer a couple more text messages a day or you got to answer, answer a couple more PMs, then so be it. It's just what you got to do. It's what you signed up for. Just eat it. Like I said, your interaction with the audience and the fans and that are coming to the shows, like I can tell you right now, you know, just for me, you know, I'm I am super psyched to be there, and just reading your messages gets me excited, and like you know, I mean, I I, I mean, I'm I'm over the moon about it, dude. It's gonna be such a great couple days of you know really good rock and roll, and it's gonna be a lot of nostalgia. And it's going to be a lot of people getting to relive the heyday again, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that's what it's about too, man. Like you try to, you try to set the environment, you know what I mean? Like we want, we want a positive atmosphere. We want people to just come and hang out. And it's kind of like, it's like a family reunion without the drama. You know what I mean? As one big happy family. That's a great analogy because it really is like I was telling you earlier about the junkyard show. I, I mean, that famous you know, great, you know, I mean, uh, dangerous toys and junkyard show. I don't know any of these people, but like if I hear somebody mention dangerous toys or junkyard, like when I was at the junkyard show, I must have had a conversation with seven different people about that show. And I never met him a day in my life, but like we all, yep. but we all remembered the same fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? About the show and how great it was and how loud it was and how awesome, you know? And so it's, it, it's, it's that thing that bonds everybody together and rock Lana, dude, man, I tip my hat to you. Cause I think that what you're doing is an awesome thing and you're creating that, vibe again and i personally can't thank you enough man well you know no thanks needed man and thanks are to you guys man it's, it's our pleasure to do it you know like we do it because number one we have a passion for the business right. uh, we're 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 followers of the genre you know we, we love the music too just like everybody else mm-hmm. you know not to the point where we where we can be out there while we're working the show and enjoying it but we enjoy looking out upon you know the first two rows or however many rows that we can see and seeing the big smile on people's faces, whether they're seeing their favorite band for the first time or they're singing along the songs they've been singing for 20 years, you know, like that's that's the type of feeling, man. Like, I mean, you know, it just it it really does light me up. Like, I, I love that. Like, I get emotional about it sometimes. Start almost tearing up, like watching other supporters of the scene enjoy it just like I do. You know what I mean? So, oh. Yeah, God, man, put a bunch of us in the same room, man, and like you start reminiscing over, you know, the same tours that you saw back in the day, and like you could talk for hours to to a complete stranger. It'd be something so simple like commenting on somebody's t-shirt, like maybe they have like a, you know, a hungry, you know, ninety one, ninety two tour shirt from XYZ or something. You're like, wow, that's a cool ass shirt. You know what I mean? Like I remember that tour or whatever, and instant conversation, you know, and just like instant friend right there for life. is what it is like music is the is the tie that bonds man it really is it absolutely is man well before we close out man do you have a message out there for everybody that that's gonna be listening to this as far as uh, uh rock lana 2019 well yeah i mean you know anybody that has bought tickets i want to i want to thank you for your support and, and you know we look forward to seeing you there but anybody that hasn't bought tickets i don't know what you're doing with your life you know what I mean? Like, you need to go to www.ticketmaster.com and get those tickets. Uh, you know, it's like, 
you know, we got we got people right now that have tickets like that they're staring at every day while they make their dinner when they get off of work. That's you know, magnets to their fridge or whatever. You know what I mean? Because we've already sent out tickets. Our ticket masters already sent out tickets. You know, so they're staring at them every day, going through like all these you know pains in their stomach because they can't wait for it to get here. Like you should want those same kind of feelings. If you don't have that feeling in the pit of your stomach of all this excitement is going to be taking place within the next week. You need to get those feelings in the pit of your stomach. So hustle down to www.ticketmaster.com and buy your Rock Atlanta tickets and join us, won't you? And if anybody has any questions, I mean, we've said during this interview, I'm totally approachable. Feel free to PM me. Hit up the Bradley Entertainment page. There's a Rock Atlanta Saints and Sinners page. It is a group for everyone that's going to Rock Atlanta and kind of like the supporters of Rock Atlanta. Um, we're you know, 2,200 strong. Um, the place doesn't hold 2,200, it only holds 1,050, so we've got more people on there than we've got tickets for, so what does that say, you know? Well, nice way to kind of round that bag. So let's hope that those people fucking show up, you know. But I'll have absolutely, man. I will. I'll have. I'll have links to all that stuff, man. And uh, for for all you listeners out there, you know, to uh, click on so everyone can check it out. So, but uh, but Brad Lee, man, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, and thank you so much for. Uh, putting your heart into the music and into this festival and i am so looking forward to rock lana 2019 man don thank you very much for having me man i really appreciate everything you do too man and good better and different man what you do matters as well so like i said you know it's a team effort and if everybody does their their aspect of what their job assignment is or their job description is whether it be whether it be media whether it be social marketing whether it be you know going out and just supporting as a fan being a promoter being a venue owner being an artist, whatever your end of the bargain is, holding up your end of the bargain is what's important, and that's what's going to make the scene strive. So let's go for it. Team effort. Everybody wins. Dude, I love it. Well, thank you for the kind words, too, man. At least I can look forward to you not wanting to punch me in the face. So, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> If I ever punch you in the face, it'll be out of pure love, brother. I <laughs> that would be a first, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, Brad. Well, thanks again, man, and good luck and everything. And uh, we'll see you here um, in, in in a few. God, in a week, man, definitely. Yeah, in a week, man. And I'll put in a good word with Seabass and let him know you're a good individual, man. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. I'm pretty sure there's a wanted poster with my face on it at all of his gigs, you know, so, but, you know, I will die. You're on his dartboard, I'm sure, man. Your face is right on his dartboard, bro. <laughs> hey, we all got to be famous for something, dude, so. Hey, man, hey, if that's your kind of thing, that's pretty damn good, you know? At least you're not the guy that scrubs toilets in the, in the fucking center stage or whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're, good, you're good to go, bro. <laughs> Well, Brad, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much for talking, dude. And uh, we'll catch you in a week or so, buddy. Lots of love, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for everything. Thank you, too, man. We'll talk soon, buddy. Thank you. All right.